podcast our purpose is to positively building men both young and seasoned our goal is to positively impact the lives of men and the effects that impact has on their lives families and communities as a man thinks wants to leave a legacy that will last a lifetime get ready to be encouraged engaged and challenged in this podcast you would expect to know what men go through hear us laugh cry share our personal challenges in this walk of life as a man thinks. Welcome back to As a Man Thinks. I am your vice president, Deshaun Brown, and we have Courtney Vance, president, Kyrie Treasurer. And welcome back. We appreciate all the love we've gotten. We've heard a lot of feedback on everyone talking about our trip to Chicago, everybody talking about our podcast on accountability. So thank you for all those who uh, who have renounced and just, just really gave us some feedback. Um, and just so you know, I know Kyrie's going to say a little bit later, but there's multiple ways that you can hear us. You can obviously view us here on YouTube. You can stream us on uh, Spotify, uh, different apps out there as well. But um, but welcome back, fellas. So what's, what's on the agenda, fellas? Well, <clears throat> for me, I wanted to talk about just being tested, guys. Have y'all ever been in a in a position or just felt as though you was being tested, whether you're being tested spiritually, whether your patient's being tested at home or with different individuals, just being tested. Have any of you guys ever felt tested before? Man, I feel tested all the time, bro. I mean, it's like you live this life to be tested, you know? Um, and it's tough. I'll tell you, sometimes, man, going through the process of being tested, it don't feel good. You know what I'm saying? You know, it give you all these different emotions, you know, uh, especially when you desire something to happen or you desire to do certain things, you know, in your life. And then it's just like the door's just not opening as fast as you think it should open. You know, you thinking to yourself like, God, man, you, are you testing me? You want me to make the right decision? And then the thing I've been thinking about a lot is just like, you know, when you look at how the Bible says that, like, God knew us in our mother's womb and he knew our beginning for our end, that frustrates me, actually, because I'm like, if he knows our beginning from our end and knows everything in between of what we're going to deal with, you know, like, why do we have to go through so much to get to where he's trying to get us in life but i don't know i mean again i look back at it as you know it's a test he's trying to see if we're gonna you know pass that test or are we gonna you know not pass the test no well i mean uh for me uh i definitely feel tested or i feel like i i'm in a test uh i definitely feel tested when uh obviously my dad passed away and i definitely feel tested when <clears throat> my mom passed away and you know sometimes even though we don't cuss on this show I just want to say if the test you know what I mean like it's it's that bad sometimes where emotionally you feel like you just want to give up on give up on the test give up on whatever um but the test is I, I, you know like Courtney was saying it is frustrating 
when you feel like you know uh, God know our beginning and our end and but I, I guess it's the free will part. I guess we got to make those certain decisions. And depending on our decisions, it'll be, you know, how the test continues to expand or be drawn out. But um, not just that type of test, but like testing in, in, in my relationship. I feel like I've been tested, testing with my kids, testing patience, just te being, you know, just like, you you constantly have to tell your kids to do something, wash the dishes or clean the room. And, you know, you feel like they really testing your patience before you got to put your hands on them. And you know you don't want to put your hands on them because depending on how frustrated you are at the time, you don't know what can happen. So, like, I feel like I've been tested in, in many different ways. And so I do feel like that, that there is a test. But how do we... How do we navigate the test? What are, what are some things that you can do to, um, I guess what what you would say pass the test? Like Courtney alluded to, um, like, I guess maybe like the end of the test, like getting through those doors that you are trying to accomplish, like on a job or something, and you know you've been working your butt off, so you've been at that job 10, 15 years, just really grinding and getting it in, and Joe Blow who knows so-and-so just come right in and move right up. I mean, that can test you. That's why, you know, sometimes you not condoning it, but you have these people come in and they shoot up the place because, of course, we don't know what the backstory is, but they didn't got fired and so-and-so then came in and did whatever. Like, they were tested and they failed the test, apparently, because they, they kind of lost it. So, Deshaun, you got anything on it? I mean, do you feel like shooting up something? Just tell us right now. If you feel, if you feel like shooting up something, you know, we can pray for you right now and try to help you through that. Cause we do not want to see you on the news. We see your mugshot on the news, brother. That's a problem. And right here is a test. Every time we go on this podcast, <laughs> this is, this is a testament of the testing. <laughs> nah, I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as me, I got a lot of feelings on tests. I, you know, some people have said it's like trials or tribulations, but especially things that, that come to test you, right? Things that come to test your faith. So um, my feelings on it is this. Uh, you got to go through certain tests in life, certain trials to really build your resolve. You know what I'm saying? When I say resolve, that means your ability to go through some things, right? They say that a trial or tribulation is something to build character. In you. I'll give you an example. So you all know my wife's a teacher. And last year, she had to teach in this system where she had to teach children. Now you're going to talk about her children. Some of you all may end up Googling my wife, find out who she is, and might think of talking about your children. And I probably ain't talking about your children. She has some real, uh, what's another word I can use, Tyree? Uh, very challenged children. She has a very challenged yeah. children. And um, mm -hmm. I can tell you, every day she came home just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, I can't this, I can't that. She, she couldn't stand work. And I kept telling her, well, you never know. Maybe you're going through this for a reason. Now, she's in a tough situation, but it's nowhere near as rough as what she had it was last year. And now she actually appreciates what she had because she went through that last year. So to me, you got to understand that sometimes there are going to be trials and things to test your faith, but those things are just meant to do that. They're meant to test your faith to actually make you better on the other end. And one thing I heard you mention, and now I'll kind of always say is, Shout out to Pastor Roland Cooper. If you don't know Roland Cooper, for you all don't, 
uh, researching, Googling him. He's out of Jubilee, Boston. Uh, Jamaican pastor, real cool, real old school. But he used to always say, son, never ask for patience. Never ask for patience. And, you know, naturally, we always say, I just got to be more patient. I just got to be more patient. I just need more patience. And he said, you would never ask for patience because there's only one way that you can get patience. The only way to receive patience is to go through hard times. It's to go through tough stuff. So when you're asking for patience, basically what you're saying is, I ain't been through enough hard times yet. So I need to go through some more hard times so I can really appreciate these things that's going on. So rather than asking for patience, I learned to be like, you know what? I'm grateful for the patience I have. Now, you're still going to go through some stuff, but just know I'd rather not ask for those tough times versus, you know, just being grateful for what you're going through. And the last thing you mentioned, Kyrie, was, you know, how do we navigate that, right? So how do we overcome? I think you can, but sometimes you just got to understand there's going to be things that's going to test your faith. It's just, you know, I, I kind of take it in stride. It's, it's, it's supposed to. It's supposed to test my faith. I don't get too up. I don't go too down. I'm not hot, too hot, too, too cold in a lot of situations. I try to be, you know, neutral because I know it might be hard right now, but it's been hard before. You know, money may not be where it is, but money's been great before. You know, health may not be where I wanted to be, but it's been great before. It's going to get great again. Things are always going to go up and go down, but you just got to know how to be able to navigate that thing and not be up too up and too down for it. So I don't get stressed with a lot of things that test my faith, whether it's people, situations. I mean, y'all heard in the podcast, I said the dude that owed me money, and I was like, that nigga know who he is. Right. I mean, I can still be upset about that, right? Although a little bit I am. Overall, you know, it, it is what it is. We can't over you can't allow something to have that much control over. So to me, I don't want anything to control myself, my situation, my atmosphere, my attitude, my energy. I don't want nothing else to have control over that. Thing. It ain't working. And what D meant to say is that African American <laughs> knows what who he is. Oh, yeah. That's what he meant to say, right? So right. it's all good though, you know, you know. <laughs> that ninja knows who he is. That ninja knows who he is. Okay. <laughs> so again, I mean, you know, don't take offense to him saying that hey, word. We may edit it out. Yeah, we might edit it out, but don't take offense. Edited, if you know. are someone of another race, hey, don't try it. <laughs> don't do it. But no, no, no. We just we just having fun. We just having yeah. fun. Conversation real and authentic. So guys, what's some what's some pet peeves of pet peeves of you guys like for me i know a pet peeve of mine and i and i and i think i got it from my mom because i i done it it's like door slamming so like if i tell my kid something or even i'm not a wife beater but even if my wife's storming out mad and she slammed the door it's something about that that like sets me off and i think it was something about that that set my mom off because um, when I was probably like 10 or so, I think she may have told me to like go out and feed the dog or do something, something I I probably didn't want to do at the time, but uh, I had an attitude about it and I slammed the door and it was like, she teleported on the front porch <laughs> and she was choking me and told me <laughs> that I bet not ever slam another door that I don't pay for in her, in her house. And so, and the only, you know, the only thing I told her was, I'm going to tell my daddy on you. And she didn't care. And I did tell, and he didn't care. So it, is, it didn't really matter. So that's one pet peeve of mine. And I guess I picked it up from her. Also, another person yelling at me. 
that's a that's a pet peeve of mine because I don't really I don't yell at other people. So if another grown man or even a woman yelling at me, like I don't I don't receive yelling well or talking to me crazy because I feel as though I give people the utmost respect. And if I'm gonna talk to you respectfully, you're gonna talk to me respectfully or whatever can happen. So that's another thing of mine that I really don't like. So what like what's a what's a couple of pet peeves of y'all's that, that y'all I like that. Let's let's leave it at that. So let's leave it at what do we not like from an adult as a pet peeve and what we not like as a child. Because I got different things that I don't like as a child okay. and some other adults. So go ahead. I'm gonna just to hear what y'all think on that. So um so you saying as a child what I didn't like? No, no. So, you know, like I got different pet peeves from young people and then oh. people my age or adults who like what are some of the things that Cause like a child, obviously talking back. You know what I'm saying? Like right. now, an adult, I don't care. Oh. Talk back. I mean, we have a conversation, but like, what do you have a pet peeve that you deal with one of your children, and then from an adult or a peer or somebody? Uh, I guess you know, like in a sense, like it would almost be the same thing. But like you said, um, a pet peeve from a child would definitely be um talking back or just being um disrespectful in any in any type of way. Um, that's a pet peeve of mine. And then also, um, I hate when, um, and because, and because I'm an educator, I hate when kids, um, show out, um, they feel like it's, it's like they got to challenge you in front of their friends or something like that really, it really grinds my gears. Um, and then like from the adult aspect, like I said, is I just don't like, if, if we both adults, don't holler at me. Don't talk to me crazy because I'm not doing that to you. So. I don't, I don't like that. And then, you know, if you're an adult, you know, the only person that will be slamming the door would be my wife. And she already know that I don't like the door slamming. Um, so that's, that's for me. What, what so you, Kyrie, what you when, when somebody slammed the door, did it take you back to when you was being choked? Somebody, Do you have a flashback? You know what? When, it, when somebody slammed the door, it's like, it all, you set off some kind of, I don't know, some senses in my brain, and I act like the person that was that teleported on the front porch. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm there. Like Tanisha slammed the door one time. Tanisha's my wife. She slammed the door one time, and I ain't put my hands on her, but I got, I got real close to her, to where like my chest may have, you know, hit her. She can feel your breathing. <laughs> she can feel your breathing on her neck. <laughs> Right, 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 right. And so, and then, you know, if you knew my wife, you know, she'd be, I don't know, she, she extra, so. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, it just, I don't know. It's, it, it set me off. I don't know something about it. Yeah, man, I mean, I would say, I got I got a couple pet peeves, man. I mean, like, I don't like to have disagreements or arguments on text. Like, if we go on argue or whatever, let's, you know, let's just, you know, let's do it right. face to face, whatever. Right. Or uh, the other thing that I, I don't like is you have an argument and they walk away and they're murmuring underneath their breath. Mm -hmm. Bro, I, I cannot yeah. deal it. with that. That's I'm it. like, hold on a second. Right. You know what you like, if you're going to say something, <laughs> say it to me, like, that's Don't be sitting here. What? You know I can hear you saying something. Right, and right. I want to know what it is. Okay? 
So, I mean, I think about that on the level of a kid as well as an adult. Like, be man enough, be woman enough to say what you need to say to my face. And then we can resolve whatever. We can address whatever the situation is. But if you do that, boy, it just boils the inside of me. Right. Now, I think for me, for kids, and, and I agree, I think all of that's the same. Um, for me, it's it can be body language. So, I mean, you can be saying the right thing, but if you, you know, turn your face up or you kind of got one of those nasty looks in your face, that, that pissed me <laughs> off so bad. Like, what's wrong with your face? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. If you're saying something, but you're like, like roll your eyes, oh, that does it for me, man. And, right. Uh, I think as adults, similar to what you all say, um, one of the things I do, and I actually used uh, something that JD said, so when people be like, especially it's happened at work a lot of times, oh, uh, so-and-so said this about you, or so-and-so said that about you. And I think JD had a thing I saw on social media one time and said, don't tell me what they said. Tell me why they felt comfortable telling you about yeah, it. Exactly. So exactly. I don't want to hear what somebody said, but if they felt comfortable enough telling you, that means that they feel you may have the same feeling. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I guess gossiping, you know what I'm saying? Gossiping, talking about people. Um, to me, you've grown, you know what I'm saying? I, once you get to a certain age, you just stop caring about certain things. I ain't caring about nobody else's lifestyle. I ain't caring about what these other people do with their I don't care. It ain't right. affecting me in my home. It ain't changing nothing I got going on. If anything, I hope y'all get it figured out. But don't come telling me about what nobody said or what nobody cares. I try to make people uncomfortable when they start telling me about stuff like, oh, man, have you heard? No, I don't want to know. You know I, I want you to feel the same way when you walk away from me that I ain't talking about you people. So, right, uh, right. And for kids, I can't stand kids who just, you know, you ask them to do something and they that do it, but they just give you the worst kind of look or feel like, you know, you want to be like, don't even worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, you want to be like, don't worry about it, or you want to just slap them. Right. You know, it's one way or the other. Like, right. don't worry about it, or I'm about to slap shit out of you because you know what? What you ain't going to do, right? You get in that mode. So, yeah. It gives you all different types of feelings, you know, emotions, you know? I hate, I also hate, and maybe it's on, I'm on the, I'm on the road today, so hopefully she don't watch this podcast. Oh, boy. Here we go. I know, I know. I also hate when my spouse asks me to do something. And like literally, she mean that I need to be doing it on her time, like right now. And then she'll do like what you what you just said. Oh, don't worry about it. And then she go like, bro, you just asked me thirty seconds ago. You expect why you asking me? I'm in motion to be getting up to do whatever you want me to do. Like that ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. But I'm gonna do when I get ready to do it. I ain't no child right now. I'm not the boy. You can say, hey, you know that's the expectation I have for them. Like. You ain't finna finish your game. I said get up and wash the dishes. And I don't mean get up after you get done playing. I mean get your ass up right now and let's get that going. But it be seeming like sometimes it's the same expectation that's set for the kid that's set for me. And that 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 grinds my gears. I will do it, but I'm gonna do it on my time. And if I'm not doing nothing, then yeah, I'll get up and go right now. But if not, I'll get to it when I get to it. But then the you know, the attitude come in and don't worry about it. And then, you know, they go on it. You know, so that's a that's something else that grinds my kids. I mean, um, I mean, I know that I'm finna, I am finna turn this ship 
And I know our listeners, we got females, we got males, but I'm finna turn this shit. I'm so sorry to do it too, but it's just gotta be said. Why do women feel like they gotta wear the pants in a relationship? Why do they feel like we ain't man enough to take care of business and lead our households and take care, make real good decisions on the behalf of our family? Why they feel like they gotta take the lead? For some reason, I was raised where the man leads, the woman follows, not saying that she's beneath them, but in the same token, he's the leader of the family. But for some reason, women start getting money and being educated and making more money than men. And now it comes to a place where they feel like they are the ones that is the inferior. They're the ones that tell you what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And if you don't, it's a problem. Right. I don't understand it. Okay. And maybe I ain't the only one out there that feel like that. But for me, it's backwards because men was created and the woman came along and received the rib of the man. Man has always led. I mean, that's biblical. But I don't know why it is that now that we're in this world of, you know, you have a lot of powerful women out there that are singers, that are actors, that are, you know, have big careers and they feel like they're the ones that need to take the lead. They're the ones that need to tell the husband what to do. They're the ones that need to uh, take care of the kids and do this and do that. And as soon as you say no, it's a problem. Mm. Mm. Well, that's yeah. powerful, man. That, that, I, I, got, I got a lot of thoughts on that. So uh, personally, in relationships, you know, we look at the role of a man and the role of a woman. You know, it says, you know, the wife is a helper. And I think sometimes we've gotten away from that. Again, we live in a very independent time. A lot of independent women who make a lot of money now who feel like their roles have changed. But again, if you look at, you know, what the roles are, you know, we'll get on Kevin Samuel for a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Just touch on it. But how successful are you? when your success is substituted when you don't have a wife, I have a husband or a family, but you have all of these other worldly things, but you really don't have a family or anything else. Are you really that successful? And for you ladies who might be listening, you feel you are, please chime in. We would love to hear that. But again, when you talk about the, the, the purpose of a man, you're talking about vision. For the family, that's where the vision comes from. You're talking about the identity of a children. For your children, that's where their identity comes from, from a father. And again, you take a child who's absent with a father not not present in the home, or not a male figure present in the home, and what is that child lacking? There's a lot of masculine things he's lacking. There's a lot of things that he has to receive from men he's lacking. He just can't receive those. Now again, of course, you take a woman from a home. There's a lot of things that they're missing too. But you can't have the dynamic for what a, a family needs without that father being in his role. We didn't just say present. We said being in his role. Some of that means men to step up too. I will say that there's a lot of men who don't step up, and sometimes maybe women do feel like they have to step in position in that. But yeah, I don't agree with women totally being uh well, I'm just gonna take over this role. When you have a man in the home who's actually doing what he needs to do, then it's just a division of home. Right, right. Um, I mean, my outlook on that is I think that some of the men um in which this happening today. Especially now in this society, I think that women feel as though 
they have the same right, and it's not necessarily based off the religion of what we what what we felt like it should be. It's now based on society and how they looking at other folks running their household and women do feel as though sometimes or feel empowered whenever they feel like um if I make more than you then now I am the one that's wearing the pants in the house. I think that happens though and I especially in this generation now I think that happens though is because there's not a lot of men out here and I forgot how uh, one of the people that we was talking to that that pastor um of the church that we had went to like kind of worded it no not pastor rod the the, the church we went to that's out Martin. in atlanta that's no, Martin. Martin. yeah 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 he was saying that it's not enough like men out here but he it's worded like it yeah yeah it's too many yes yeah, too many males out here and not enough men and i think that's like the category that um a lot of those males may fall under like they they're not necessarily men they just males and they kind of just go with the flow and they and they allow their household to be taken over um the only i mean you the only thing that's allowed is what you let be allowed and so if you allow uh, a strong-minded woman who who's making more do you come in and say this is what we doing the only way she can do that is if you allow it so I think you just have to be, or you need strong-minded men that will show the women like this is the path that we're going, and not meaning in a way as if like like you Hitler or something like that, but show them that you are, you know, smart. You do have a vision, you for your family, and this is the path that we're gonna take. Um, so I, I want to hear from Courtney because I, I do agree with that, and I think sometimes we can get into the financial part of it where we look at. You know, financially, I'm doing well, so that means my role needs to be here. But you do have a lot of women who aren't even in that position financially. Yeah. They just feel like their position is, I need to, you know, wear the pants, like you said, or I need to have this certain type of, you know, influence. And I'm a big believer in, you know, marriages are, you know, already they are, but I also believe in the roles of a marriage. I believe that they all have, each individual has a role. And again, the children receive their identity. The family received a vision from the husband. Yeah. So let me just say this, you know, for the women that watch podcasts, listen to podcasts. Okay. The one thing I would say is some of you have been put in a position where you had no choice, but to be the man, to be the woman and the man. You had no choice, but to raise up your son, your daughter, and do the best that you could possibly do because there wasn't a man or the man that was there did not stand up and really lead like he should have. Okay. So I'm not looking down on you as saying, you know, you didn't do what you had to do, but I also feel like there's been some women that has been in situations where maybe they had a man and maybe he was a dictator or maybe, you know, he was a, 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 a uh, an individual that was controlling. And then once you got out of that situation, you played this in your mind that you would never ever put yourself in a situation like that again, where you would give somebody that much power. Maybe that's a situation. I mean, you know, so I want to be very, very clear with, you know, the communication, but then I also believe that there's some <laughs> that, you know, has worked their butt off to become successful and you had a ton of barriers 
you know, because we know in the work world, you know, it, it ain't a fair playing field. Women do have to work harder just as well as minorities. Minorities have to work harder to get to a certain place. I truly believe that. But I also believe that those ones that has rose up to these powerful positions, sometimes it goes to their head and they take that level of competency where they, they are leading a corporation or they're leading you know a department and they take that same mentality into their house and want to lead the house and want to lead their husband. And that is a major problem because if you got a real, real man, there's only a couple things going to happen. Either he going to be very aggressive in the manner of you will not speak to me this way. You will not talk to me. You will not do this, that, another. And if it continues, then you leave. He leaves. And then, and then you lose him. And then the first thing it said is, well, there ain't no good men out here. There ain't no men that want to stick around. Well, I think there is. But also a man's not going to be communicated in a certain manner from a woman, not seeing you beneath them. It's about respect. Men care about respect more than they care about your love. You, you, you don't have to give a man a whole bunch of love, but if you give a man the utmost respect, he feels love. It's a difference. So, you know, I don't mean to turn the ship, but. Well, I think the ship's turned. But, you know? Uh, well, but you yeah, can. I, I think the ship's turned. But, but, but we can circle it back around, though. So, like, you can turn that back around and, and make it seem as though. So, do you think when a woman is trying or is wearing the pants in the relationship and maybe you are a man and you're trying to figure it out, do you think that that's a test? Could there be a test that you, you have to pass in order to write the ship? No, this is what I would tell you. I think that's a great question, but this is what I'm going to say. We need a second episode of this because I know we're going to have a ton of questions flooding in from men and women, and we're going to have to answer these questions. You know, but Curry, tell them how they can get in contact with us. You know, and we're going to do a second second time in this. Hey, y'all can reach us. Well, listen to us on Spotify. Uh, because that seems to be, you know, the uh, the the choice that people like to do when you're in your vehicle. But if you at work and you ain't got nothing to do, you got access to a computer, sit up and listen to us. And maybe you like to look at our facial expressions. You can find us on YouTube. You can also reach us and donate to us on asamanthinks.org. We are definitely cooking up something. So definitely donate to the cause. Yeah, and we appreciate all of you all who have given. Again, we have an event on November 20th. We're going to be doing packages for the homeless uh we're looking at sleeping bags socks hats um uh, food we're actually going to be doing food so there's a lot of things that we need and of course we need your support so everything you do is tax deductible you can definitely write it off you're looking for things at the end of the year to give to as a man thinks is definitely something you can give to but uh any final thoughts look man you do not want to miss part two of this i'm talking about Look, all while we've been sitting here, our phone's been going off, and I know we got a ton of messages already from people asking, ask this, or talk about this. So you don't want to miss this. Hey, part two, as a man thinks.
like the man thinks. To learn how to get connected, support our mission, and become legacy-driven, visit our website, asamanthinks.org, or you can scan our QR code to get connected to our chat. You can also email us at partners at asamanthinks.org. Either way, get connected, be of support, be a legacy-driven, as a man thinks.